This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I got no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller has it for you. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good Sunday morning to you out there in Chicagoland. I am Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000 as I am with you every Sunday morning during the fantasy football season, during the Regular football season, we uh, get you set to help you make your lineup decisions. 312-332-3776. If you'd like to participate, we'd love to have you. Or you can reach out on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Hopefully you have been enjoying your extended Thanksgiving Day weekend because it has been... uh, We had the Bears on Thanksgiving, which was, eh, I guess... Somewhat of a, a satisfying appetizer for your turkey day dinner, but um, you know it still left you wanting. And hopefully, the uh, food and family filled that void that the Bears kind of just gave you a little, you know, a little taste, but not necessarily something that uh, made you fulfilled. Hopefully, the rest of the day did. And now we have three less games than we normally do to work with. So. Uh, Hopefully you're not in a huge hole in your fantasy football matchup, but in case you are, we'll try and find you a win and your way through the deficit that you're in. Or maybe you got a big lead and you just want to uh, you want to boast about it a little bit. Well, feel free to give us a call, 312-332-3776. And if you're unfamiliar with the show, what we do now is we run through all the key injuries and notes that you need to be aware of throughout the week. As we uh, approach the matchups today and how you can apply them to your fantasy football matchup. And let's uh, kick it off with a, uh, a game in the AFC West. Raiders, Chiefs. Second down and goal. It is a touchdown for Damian Williams. And a great start to the second half for the Chiefs. On third and two. They're going to throw long down, right side. Tyreek Hill over the shoulder, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Sheena alert. A couple of Chiefs highlights there, highlights courtesy of Fox Television and the Fox Chiefs Radio Network 101 KC. All right, so Damian Williams has been ruled out, which is in terms of finding a a running back in fantasy football. It's always difficult at this stage of the year. And LaShawn McCoy is somebody who recently has been floating around, floating out there on most waiver wires because of his inactivity in the Chiefs' backfield lately. And Daryl Williams is also somebody who may be available on your waiver wire right now because Damian Williams has had kind of taken over the lead role in the Chiefs offense and even though they haven't been as explosive as they have been in the past the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes looking like he's healthier these days against a Raiders defense that gave the Jets anything they wanted last week it's a great matchup for LaShawn McCoy 
And if you're looking to plug him in as a desperation RB2 or maybe the flex spot, I think LaShawn McCoy is worth a look today. Even Daryl Williams in that flex spot, if you're desperate, could be somebody who's intriguing because the unfortunate thing is it's been difficult to get a real read on what the Chiefs want to do when it's been McCoy and Williams. I could see a scenario where it's, it's a split. And I would, if I have to make the choice between the two, McCoy is the player I'm going with. But if you're desperate, Daryl Williams is intriguing and worth a look for you. If uh, you need some guy with some upside there, Daryl Williams could be your play. Tyreek Hill, of course, expected to be back for the Chiefs today, which is huge news for Patrick Mahomes owners because while he is a must start, he is certainly much more effective when his most explosive wide receiver is out there. So Tyreek Hill expected to play today for the Chiefs. So for all you Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill owners, start them if you got them. 49ers, Ravens. Now joined in the eye by Juszczyk. They're going to throw it. And to the end zone, wide open. It is a touchdown for the rookie Samuel. Garoppolo under center. And he will turn and feed Breida again, this time to the right. Breida breaks past the line, 40. Breida cuts back middle, 50. Running across the field to the 40. Down the near side, 30. Playing Garcon for a block, 20. Breida, 10. Breida cuts back, and he's gone. Touchdown, 49ers. Highlights courtesy of Fox and KNBR in San Francisco. So Debo Samuel expected to play, was listed as questionable throughout most of the week, but he is expected to be available and good to go for the 49ers, along with Emmanuel Sanders as part of their wide receiving core. They both should be active today, as we're being told by NFL insiders. And Matt Breida, though, recent news, initially was believed to be somebody who was going to be active, but we just got late word in the last 15 minutes that Matt Breida is not going to play against the Ravens today. That is uh, something worth making a note of. Perhaps you had slid Breida into your lineup because you find yourself in a running back quandary. Well, go ahead and take him out because Matt Breda is not going to play against the Ravens. They want him healthy for their matchup against the Saints next week. So in a in a conference game, which obviously has bigger implications for the 49ers in terms of home field advantage. So the Matt Breda train is still in the station for one more week. So you'll have to hold out for your 49er running back there. Of course, probably not the greatest play anyway. If you look at the fact that they're playing the Ravens, the way Lamar Jackson has been rolling, he has not only really carried fantasy offenses over the last five weeks, but he's also kind of broken his opponents because the Ravens have been putting it on the teams they've been playing so quickly and jumping out to huge leads that they've really made it difficult for their opponents to put up the normal fantasy numbers that you would expect. So this is an this is look, this is the best game, the best matchup of the day. 49ers at the Ravens in Baltimore. So it's something that I cannot wait to watch. But I was just uh, chatting with Fred Hubner upstairs in the newsroom, and he mentioned that the weather looks like it could be a factor in this game. So worth noting, although you're starting Lamar Jackson if you have him. Maybe, though, if you're looking at those wide, res- those uh, 49er pass catchers, you may be, if you have other alternatives, it may be worth looking into because, again, the weather could be a hindrance for fantasy purposes in Baltimore to get today in what is, no doubt, the game of the day. Vikings, Seahawks. Best play of a critical drive. To the end zone goes Russell Wilson. What an effort that time by Tyler Lockett. Oh, my. In the backfield, Alex. 
Alexander Madison feeling in motion. They fake the give to Madison. Cousins for the end zone. Is it caught? Yes, and what a catch by Adam Thielen, and what a throw by Kirk Cousins. All right, so the Vikings are at the Seahawks tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. Highlight there, courtesy of ESPN and Fox. You heard a Tyler Lockett touchdown and an Adam Thielen touchdown as well. Adam Thielen is expected to play tomorrow night. Now, Tyler Lockett is the interesting one because he dealt with that shin injury that did not actually cause him to miss any actual games, but it was because of the timing. The Seahawks had the bye week, and then he was able to get healthy enough to be back last week, but he was limited, not running as no, as many routes as he normally does. And then this week, while he was listed as questionable on the injury report, his limited participation in practice on on Thursday then decreased to a did not practice on Friday but there is some good news surrounding that because Lockett it has been told and reported that Lockett missed Friday's practice due to illness and not injury so if you're a Tyler Lockett owner and you were relying on him for Monday night, you can probably breathe a sigh of relief because it was not injury-related for his DNP on Friday. But I will offer up the note that I'm a bit concerned about the fact that he did not practice and he is dealing with this shin injury that did limit him last week. So if you're a Tyler Lockett owner and you have some intriguing options to go elsewhere with, I think it might not be a bad idea to use somebody until you actually see Lockett Back to his full workload because right now, off of what we saw last week from him, he was he was good, but you know not his normal explosive self. And with just the way the practice week trended, I'd be a little concerned about using Tyler Lockett. In fact, I am in one league. I'm considering using Darius Slayton of the Giants over Lockett just because I know uh, that he sh- he'll play today against the Packers as opposed to Lockett, who has me a little bit concerned and with a little bit of trepidation surrounding his status for tomorrow night's game and you know it if you have a Monday night football player and no one else to turn to in that instance it's sometimes it's just better to go with the burden hand on a Sunday matchup Rams Cardinals down the sideline and it is Christian Kirk with another big one in his second touchdown of the afternoon a 69 yard touchdown strike to Christian Kirk all right, so Kyler Murray there on the highlight with a touchdown pass to Christian Kirk, highlight courtesy of Fox. And Murray had been placed on the injury report with a hamstring on Thursday, but good news, Murray is expected to go today against the Rams at home. So that is good news if you're a Kyler Murray owner. I will say for all the Christian Kirk owners out there, I'd be a little bit concerned today He's clearly their best pass catcher at this point. Larry Fitzgerald, epic career, but he's no longer the number one receiving option in the Cardinals passing game. That has gone to Christian Kirk. And you have to wonder just how much Jalen Ramsey will be shadowing Christian Kirk today. And if that is indeed what happens, then Christian Kirk could be in for a frustrating day for fantasy owners out there. So I would say Kyler Murray owners... Good news for him as he's expected to go today. But Christian Kirk owners, even though he will play, I'd be concerned about Jalen Ramsey, who is one of the few corners out there who tends to shadow the wide receiver's best receiving option. At least he certainly has done that for the Rams since he's arrived. So 
being a little bit concerned and play it safe if you're a Christian Kirk owner. Consider alternatives. Eagles, Dolphins. Here he is, swinging out. Howard will walk in for the touchdown. Lentz back again. He's looking. He pumps. Still looking. He fires. And it is caught. Touchdown, Elshon Jeffrey. How did that happen? I don't know, but he somehow threaded the needle. How did that happen? All right, so Jordan Howard, with that first highlight on Fox, will not be walking into the end zone for any touchdown today. He has already been ruled out, which means Miles Sanders will continue his role as the likely featured back for the Eagles in an offense that has just not been what we were hoping for as fantasy owners. They get the Dolphins today, so it's a get-right game for them. You would expect them to be able to score some points, and Miles Sanders looks like a pretty solid option for me. In the second highlight, courtesy of WIP, Elshon Jeffrey returns for the Eagles, and the production for him has been much better of late. He's seen a much higher target share in the Eagles passing game over the last few weeks, so I think you can finally consider starting Elshon Jeffrey on a week-to-week basis. Zach Ertz now, he is, all reports this morning at 8.15 Chicago time, he is pushing to play but he's somebody you're going to want to check on the inactives when they roll in around 1045 today because that is not a sure thing. He's been listed as questionable all week, and I would be making sure that you have somebody else to go with in case Zach Ertz cannot play today in this uh, sweet, sweet matchup for the Dolphin, for the Eagles and Dolphins. You know what? Somebody you might want to actually turn to if, uh, you, if you're relying on Ertz to play and he does indeed turn up inactive around 11 o'clock today. You may want to turn to uh, Mike Jacecki, the tight end for the Dolphins, in that same game. He's been featured much more prominently over the last few weeks for the Dolphins, running a lot more routes. And from the tight end position, that's always something you need to keep your eye on. So Mike Jacecki, somebody who, if he's available on your waiver wire, might be the guy to plug and play in case Zach Ertz is ruled out. Jets, Bengals. Shotgun snap to Dalton. Fakes a pass out to the left. Nice. Into the end zone. Nice. A leaping touchdown catch Eight. by A.J. Green as Andy Dalton put it up and let the six foot four inch receiver go up and get it for the touchdown. Boy, oh boy, that highlight courtesy of the Bengals Radio Network in Cincinnati has not been relevant at all this season, but the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, returns. A.J. Green still out. And at this point, if you're waiting on him, go ahead and completely release him. I've been I've been giving you the okay for the last few weeks. Now, officially, I think it's time to move on as we're in week 13. Uh, last Next week, the last regular season for most fantasy teams out there, week 14 and week 15, 16, definitely uh, playoff time. So if you're... If you've been holding on to A.J. Green at this point, there's no way I can tell you it would be a good idea to feel comfortable starting him in any of your key matchups going forward. So go ahead and release A.J. Green if you've been holding on to him. Use that roster spot for something more valuable because at this point, no good. Cannot feel comfortable about using him going forward, at least for a fantasy perspective. Uh, But the good news is that Andy Dalton coming back makes the Bengals at least a, a... Let's call them a an actual NFL offense with uh, with Finley under center. They were not Andy Dalton back gives Joe Mixon a bit of a bump. Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, both uh, both become viable plays in fantasy football if you're a if you're owning any of those Bengals wide receivers. So Andy Dalton back under center for the Bengals today against the Jets. Uh, not terrible news for fantasy owners out there. And hey, I will say. 
Andy Dalton, extremely cheap in daily. If you want to go ahead and use him this week and try and load up at the other positions, maybe not a terrible idea against the Jets this week in a home game. Although uh, we'll have to check on the weather because, yeah, as you can see here, the Midwest looks like it's going to be a bit of a rainy day for most uh, most teams playing here. Packers, Giants. Third down and a deuce. Rolling along the line. Thrones caught. Touchdown, Evan Ingram. Evan Engram ruled out for the Giants against the Packers today. That highlight courtesy of NBC, which means that Golden Tate and Evan Engram are both gone for Daniel Jones, which means that in all likelihood, Darius Slayton, who I mentioned earlier in the show, is going to be the primary pass catcher that Daniel Jones will be relying on today. So Darius Slayton, somebody maybe worth looking at. Of course, Sterling Shepard back as well, but he hasn't really been the focal point since he returned from his concussion. Certainly someone worth looking at, but Darius Slayton's the guy who excites me if I'm looking at a Giants wide receiver today. All right, that uh, is pretty much the key news that you need to be aware of, all the injuries that we've run through. 312-332-3776. I am Jeff Meller. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy uh, here with you every Sunday morning on ESPN 1000. Let's head on out to Richmond and say good morning to Joe. What's going on, Joe? Morning, Jeff. Uh, I've got a tight end question and a one-point PPR. All right. I've got uh, Mark Andrews at home against the Niners, and i got a Hunter Henry on the road against the Broncos. Yeah, it's it's tough, Joe, and I feel like you've given me this question before in the past. Truth is that uh, Hunter Henry is always somebody that I lean towards, but I'll admit I'm a little bit concerned News today per Ian Rappaport that the Chargers could seriously consider benching Phil Rivers if he struggles today and turn to Tyrod Taylor. And that in itself, while Tyrod Taylor uh, can do some things that make it interesting for a football team on the football field, he's not the um, he's not the most fantasy-friendly quarterback, at least for your receivers. So I'd be a little bit concerned with that hanging over him. In Denver, tough matchup. I'm going to say, Joe, at this point, I think I use Mark Andrews and try and just roll with that Lamar Jackson train that's been going so good over the last few weeks. Andrews clearly a key piece for him in the red zone, and he's been he's he's given you some big games. And so at this point, I'm a little bit uh, concerned about what the Chargers are doing offensively these days. So I would go ahead and use Mark Andrews today. Let's try Tom, who's in Bridgeport. Hey, Tom. Good morning. How are you? I need uh, one of these three. I need uh, Darius Geis, Terry McLaurin, or Adam Thielen. And I got one more question. Would you play the Jets or Carolina's defense today? All right. So of the Geis, McLaren, Thielen option, Tom, I'm going to go ahead and use Adam Thielen because at this point, Darius Geis, I think he went for 12 carries for 32 yards, something like that. You don't want any part of the Redskins offense if you can avoid it. McLaren, kind of the same thing dealing with he's he's the big play. I would choose him over Geis. But Adam Thielen, I you know, I, I know he probably burned you a few weeks back when you maybe used him and then he left the game early. But you have to believe coming off the bye week against the Seahawks on Monday night. The fact that he's already been ruled active, uh, that's good news. So I think Adam Thielen is the play there, Tom. And then in terms of your defensive question, you said you had the Panthers or the, did you say the Jets? Yes. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say I would go ahead and use the Panthers. That Redskins offense is just just horrible. And uh, they're the home team there. So I would go ahead and use the Panthers today and uh, not really even think twice about it. The Jets have been better of late. I'll give you that. 
But uh, you know, it, they're still they're not a defense that really scares you. And so I think the Panthers, who have put up some big sack numbers at points this year, are the play against the Redskins today. Let's head on out to Long Island and say good morning to Evan. Hey, Evan, what's up? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Um, here's the situation, man. Winning them in. Um, with this matchup with uh, Houston and New England, mm-hmm. I got Fuller and I got Parker. Now, keep in mind, I also have um, Watson at quarterback and Hopkins. Uh, Ten-team, yeah. half-point PPR. Yeah, you know, Evan, um, so the way you lay it out there, I'm not going to lie, it's a tough matchup. We clearly the the Texans have the Patriots. They're at home, so that's the good news. The problem is with you so heavily committed to the Texans at this point. You know, look, Devontae Parker's been pretty solid, and especially in the PPR format, I like that, Evan. I'm not gonna lie. Look, Will Fuller can hit the long one and, you know, make your day just with one long touchdown. But the reality is against the Patriots, one of the few defenses and I mean that's the defense you're, you're you're scared of, the secondary in all of football. And because you're already so heavily invested in Texans, I'm going to say I would diversify, use Devontae Parker over Will Fuller this week. Now, what about, you just touched on this thing with Phillip Rivers. I had Keenan Allen as well. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor starts. What do you think about Fuller and Keenan Allen? So here, here's the thing, Evan. Uh, he, he's not going to start. The, the report is that if Rivers struggles in this game today, though, that he could have, uh, he could finally be benched in the game. And it's just kind of been one of the snowballs rolling downhill where Rivers play has not, has clearly, if you've watched the Chargers at all this season, it seems like he's finally in the, in the you know, the latter stages. The arm strength just is not what it once was. Nope. And so I would still use Keenan Allen, especially in the PPR format, Evan. Uh, because Rivers is getting the start today. I just wanted, it's, it's one of those things where I would shy away from using Rivers if, if you have him in any leagues, but I, you still have to use somebody like Keenan Allen because even if Tyrod Taylor comes in, I think Keenan Allen will be productive in a PPR format for you. All right, man. All right. Good. Thank you. Good luck. Hopefully, Evan, you get that win that you need and you're into the playoffs. Let's try Frank, who's in Canaryville. Good morning, Frank. You're on ESPN 1000. How's it going, Jeff? Very good. All right, man. PPR, winning I'm in, Emmanuel Sanders at Baltimore or A.J. Brown at Indy? Oof, that's, look, A.J. Brown has been inconsistent, no doubt, but the Titans have definitely been better with Ryan Tannehill under center. And uh, the, the truth is that even though Emmanuel Sanders is has been given the clean bill of health, I'll admit that watching the 49ers, the games that I've seen over the last few weeks with him, he just hasn't looked the same. He hasn't been completely healthy. So I would go with A.J. Brown and try and the, re- the receiver who I'm confident is healthy at this point, whereas Emmanuel Sanders, even though he may be active, it's such a you know it's such a huge game for the 49ers. They're trying to win out and get home field advantage in the NFC, and it's a, it's a big game against a tough competition in, in the Ravens. And I even mentioned it earlier. Things have... The Ravens have been a, done a great job of kind of jumping out to these early leads the last few weeks and really making things go sideways for the offenses they're playing. So I would use A.J. Brown this week over Emmanuel Sanders. Even though I like Sanders, you know, on a whole, the truth is that I just, until I see him healthy out there on the field, I'm a, I'd be a little bit concerned about using him. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. No problem. All right. Frank drops off, which leaves a line open for you. 312-332-3776. All right. So. The Denver Broncos begin the Drew Locke era today. Now, it never feels good starting a receiver with a rookie quarterback in their debut. But coming up next, I'm going to tell you why you might want to have some optimism for a couple of the skill players in the Denver Broncos huddle today. 
That's next right here on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000 with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. during the football season to help you set your fantasy football lineup. 312-332-3776 if you've got a lineup dilemma or feel free on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. All right, as we went to break, I mentioned that uh, the Denver Broncos begin the Drew Locke era as he's been removed from injured reserve and he is going to be under center for the Broncos. Now, that's always concerning as a fantasy owner and something I do generally like to avoid. But what I will say for you Cortland Sutton owners out there is that if you check out ESPN.com, Jeff Legwald, the Denver Broncos beat reporter, posted a story yesterday morning about how the Broncos are essentially going to make Cortland Sutton the man that their offense is going to run through. The headline, the next slash, question mark, Broncos want to run the offense through Cortland Sutton. And if you remember, Sutton threw a couple of passes against the Vikings, completing a pretty significant gainer um, against them a few weeks back. And he has clearly been the only positive for the Broncos offensively this season. So Cortland Sutton, for me, at this point, I'll admit, you never like to pay too much attention to exactly what coaches are saying because there is some, you know, you have to be concerned that why are they going to tell you exactly their game plan. But what I will say is that if you read Legwald's report, this looks like uh, a bit of reporting being done here that uh, trying to send some signals to the folks out there that Cortland Sutton is going to be a key player for the Broncos going forward, not just these this season, but uh, somebody that they're really going to count on offensively. So if you're a Cortland Sutton owner and you were concerned about using him this week, rightfully so, I would say that uh, encouraging news via ESPN reporter Jeff Legwald. So I would probably look to still use him if you can get him in your lineup unless you've got some outstanding options to turn to. Another man in the uh, Denver Broncos skill positions that you may want to keep riding, Philip Lindsay. Now, it's probably been frustrating as a Lindsay owner uh, if you own him, but he's been better of late, and truth is he's been used much more frequently than Royce Freeman, seeing 29 carries to Freeman's 10 over the last two weeks. So Philip Lindsay is somebody that I'm still looking to use in my lineup. Of course, the Chargers get Derwin James back, so that is not good news for Lindsay owners out there. But if you're a Lindsay owner, it's somebody that you may want to consider keep using going forward because he is uh, definitely a solid option. Let's try Kevin in Elgin right now. Kevin, you're on ESPN 1000. What do you got for us? How you doing? I got uh, a running back dilemma. I need two of these four. Okay. I've got Le'Veon Bell, uh, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, or Kenyon Drake, half point PPR. All right, Kevin. So you know what? I like this one. This one's uh, I like this because for me, it's a pretty easy decision. Decision. I'm going to go ahead and use Le'Veon Bell. The half point PPR makes it easy, and then uh, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is somebody I like against Jacksonville today. I'll give you more about that in a little bit here, but uh, Ronald Jones has been. You know, he's pretty solid. And that matchup against the Jaguars, they have been atrocious lately. You saw what Derrick Henry did last week. He just went crazy with 159 yards. But it's not just Henry. The Jags have allowed two different 100-yard rushers to the Colts the week prior to that. 
They also allowed 100 plus yards to Carlos Hyde in the previous game. So, and over the last four weeks, the Jags have allowed more 20 plus yard runs than any other team. And, uh, that just goes to show that you can run all over them. Those uh, stats, cur- courtesy of uh, ESPN Stats Info, Maven, Jacob Nitzberg. But, Kevin, I would say Ronald Jones is somebody you want to get into your lineup today. Sony Michelle, look, he you never know when he's going to score. He's going to get the goal line carries for the Patriots. And so that's always a good role to have. But as, as you've seen, the Patriots have lost that explosive big – or they've been lacking that explosive big play ability that uh, – they, that kind of opens things up for them. So they have to dink and dunk their way all the way down the field. Makes it a little more difficult. And if Sony Michelle is not going to get a close-in goal line carry, it's hard to count on. Um, and so with the, the Patriots offense looking the way they've looked lately, I, it's easier to stay away from him. And then, uh, you know what, Kenyon Drake, let's, uh, that, that leads us perfectly to Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, who has a Kenyon Drake question as well. And so I'd like to elaborate on him with Dave. Hey, Dave, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you this weekend, Jeff? Ah, very good. Love the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. It's uh, I think it's oh, you know what? I sure, do too. Every, everybody loves Thanksgiving Day, but believe it or not, if it's possible, I think Thanksgiving is still underrated. Like it, as a whole, you get that Wednesday evening is just it's the greatest. I mean, I can see Eric Ostrowski on the other side of the gl- glass nodding. Dave, let me bring him in as well. Eric, am I, am I wrong? Is so it- you just shined a lot on me. Like Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, uh-huh. but I didn't never, it's never talk about how the whole weekend oh, is a giant involvement holiday. I never thought about it. Cause like we got the tree, I put the lights up. So like it, it the in- whole weekend, it incorporates a little bit of Christmas there for you to get the holiday uh, festivities kicked off. But then, like I said, the Wednesday evening, it's just, it's just, it's the best because you know, you have, and all like most people out there, get the four full days to just kind of bask in, in great food. Then you got the leftovers. You got nonstop football on Thursday, all the college football yesterday, all the key games. It's it's just the best, Dave. So uh, Yeah, the fo- I'll tell you what, that, the football's the best part. I don't even know. <laughs> I hope my family's not listening, but I'd rather just watch football all day on Thanksgiving than spend it with my family. <laughs> But uh, so so but, you you have a Kenyon Drake related question. What's up, Dave? Yes, I got a, a PPR flex question. I need one of these three. Uh, I got Drake against uh, uh, the Rams, mm-hmm. White against Houston, and then I got Brandon Cooks, who's you know hasn't played very much in the last four or five weeks against Arizona. Yeah. Um, All right. So and you know- White really hasn't done anything the last few weeks, so I'm kind of worried about him, even though they got a nice matchup against Houston. Yeah, no, but- and, and and I think you're right to be concerned because since Rex Burkhead has kind of come back, that's the problem. You know, that's always the problem relying on anything Bill Belichick's doing is you you can't figure out what, who's going to be the key contributor. And you know what? In more cases than not, it's not even about figuring it out. It's just they utilize so many different running backs in that backfield that it's hard to pinpoint if any of them are going to be fantasy relevant. And so I would. Be be concerned about using James White, I think rightfully so, Dave, there. So I'd probably leave him out. And then, for me, it's pretty easy. I look at Kenyon Drake, and while, while while he's been very productive, Chase Edmonds is going to be active today. And so that just looks like a mess. It could You could easily see Jace, Chase Edmonds being the featured back if he's completely healthy and ready to go, which could completely dilute any, uh, any significance that Drake could give you. So, for me... You, I understand Jared Goff has been awful, but the Cardinals secondary has been awful as well. And that's where I think I'm going to go ahead and use Brandon Cooks. He he looked healthy last week. The problem wasn't so much him as it was the Rams offense. So I would say, Dave, I know it probably doesn't feel great, but when the other options you have are Kenyon Drake and James White, I would personally use Brandon Cooks. 
All right. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Have a nice rest of the day. All right. You do the same, Dave. All right. Let's uh, try Kevin, who's in Lombard. Kevin, you're on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. What's going on? The question I have is uh, PPR League. Mm -hmm. need to start two of these four. Robert Wood, Keenan Allen. Uh, I think you cut off there, Kevin. I heard Robert Woods and Keenan Allen. Did you have- oh, sorry. DK Metcalf? Mm-hmm. So, you know what, Kevin? It sounds like you're having a little bit of phone difficulty there, but the guys you gave me, Woods, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, and I also see Mohamed Sanu's listed on my screen there as well. So, I'll tell you what, Kevin. Of the... of. Uh, Needing two of those guys in the PPR format, I would use Keenan Allen. He's always a safe bet in PPR. You feel pretty safe about the floor with him. And then actually, I like DK Metcalf with uh, with Tyler Lockett being limited and then not a non-participant in practice this week on Friday. I, somebody's going to have to catch the balls for Russell Wilson. And DK Metcalf has, I like what I've seen from him all season long. So with Lockett still looking a bit banged up and a little bit concerning, I would use Metcalf. Sanu, certainly in the PPR format, is a little bit better. But, again, the the Patriots really lack that explosive uh, nature that you like to see in a, a, for your fantasy players. So, for me, DK Metcalf, who has the big playability, is a clear red zone target for Russell Wilson. Uh, of the options you threw out there, he's, he's a guy I'm going to use. And uh, the, you did mention Woods, so... People may be wondering, Jeff, you just said use Brandon Cooks. Why wouldn't you say use Woods against the Cardinals? The point is, Kevin, of the options you have, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, much better than Robert Woods as opposed to uh, when you're talking about Kenyon Drake and James White. That's why I would say use Cooks over uh, the other two in those, in those scenarios. So if people are wondering, you know, it seems like there's an inconsistency there, that the reality is that I just uh, I like the options better for Kevin as opposed to Robert Woods in that scenario. Let's try Ken, who's driving around on I-94. Ken, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Very good. What's up? Um, I'm looking for I'm looking for a first-round buy. It's a PPR format. Um, I really just want a safe 12, 13, 15 points. Mm-hmm. I'm looking Cooper Cup, uh, Hunter Henry, or Sterling Shepard in a flex spot. Yeah, so, okay, so when, especially I like when, when you lay it out that way, Ken, because immediately then I'm ruling out Sterling Shepard. I think that, you know, the safety with him, with Daniel Jones at quarterback, is, you know, he's just, you can't rely on him to the point. And, and I know it's been frustrating with Cooper Cup. Over the last three weeks, he's just, he's been MIA for the most part. But, like, I, I truly believe that's been on, you know, Jared Goff and, and, and just the way that, that, Ra- that Ravens game went on Monday Night Football, things kind of went hay- haywire. I, I can still, still feel safest with Cooper Cup against the Cardinals today. And, and, and you may be, you know, that may be not, a, you may be squeamish about using him after the last three weeks, but, the truth is that if they're gonna if they're gonna get right at all, the Rams it's it, it it's gonna be against the Cardinals when you look at the rest of their schedule. So because you laid out with the safe floor, Ken, I like I like Cooper Cup against uh, against the Cardinals today. Awesome, thank you. All right, Ken drops off, leaves one more line open for you three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to participate, fantasy football frenzy. I'm Jeff Meller again on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. And coming up next, I was telling you a little bit about uh, Ronald Jones. Let's get back to that. I want to mention uh, some numbers that uh, you may have missed over the week if you were too busy diving into that turkey. We'll do that next right here on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. 
It is indeed. I'm Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Helping you finish your fantasy football lineup as we walk you through the key injuries and matchups. If you're joining us late and you missed out the key injuries you may need to be aware of, Damian Williams ruled out for the Chiefs, which means that LaShawn McCoy and even Daryl Williams are both options that you might want to turn to if you need a running back in fantasy. Talked uh, extensively about Tyler Lockett uh, being missing practice on Friday due to an illness, which is actually good news that it's not related to his shin injury. So there is some uh, optimism for him for Monday Night Football if you wanted to wait on him. Although I will say he didn't look as good as he has in the past uh, in the previous game. So if you maybe want to turn to someone else instead of Tyler Lockett, just because it is a Monday night game, completely understood. Kyler Murray will play for the Cardinals today against the Rams. Jordan Howard is out for the Eagles. Elshon Jeffrey returns. Uh, Zach Ertz is going to be a game time decision. So make sure you check out the actives and inactives around 1045, 11 o'clock today. Andy Dalton back under center for the Bengals. And uh, as we mentioned, Evan Engram and Golden Tate both already ruled out for the Giants. So uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, uh, both uh, looking to see a bit of an uptick in their numbers today. All right, uh, let's try Mike, who's in Mount Prospect, with an interesting question. What's up, Mike? Hey, Jeff. Um, uh, talking about the, the holiday, Thanksgiving, uh, your name came up. Uh, we go around say uh, tradition we say we're thankful for, and I said Jeff Meller. They had, they had no idea what I was talking about. But <laughs> oh, <my laughs> he won a game for me last week. Okay, I got a PPR uh, question. I've got Darren Waller, tight end, Oakland against Kansas City at Kansas City, mm-hmm. or Chris Carson, who you know fumbled twice and was benched the second half at home against Minnesota, the number four uh, defense against the run. No, this is. I'm glad uh, you you led me perfectly, Mike, because I mentioned uh, on the way uh, way out to break last seg- segment that I wanted to bring up some stats. I mentioned Ronald Jones, but I had given the Ronald Jones stats the stats I actually wanted to give Chris Carson. Now. This is, I'm going to tell you right now, I would use Waller, and here's why. Chris Carson has seven fumbles this season. Now, he's only lost four, and so sometimes I think, uh, you know, we always harp on, okay, how many lost fumbles, but four lost fumbles in itself is a huge number during a season, and we're not even, you know, we're, we're three-fourths of the way through the season here, but he's had seven fumbles, and he's had four in the last three weeks. You saw Rashad Penny get 14 carries for 129 yards last week. I don't think you can use Chris Carson with confidence. And in the PPR format, Waller certainly hasn't been as good as he was at the beginning of the season. But I'm concerned that Chris Carson is really the second string back at this point. Now, they've said all the right things talking about how Carson is still their guy. But I would be concerned that uh, Rashad Penny could get a bigger role against the Vikings yeah, tomorrow night. So I agree. Yeah. I, I, would, I would just, at this point, with Waller as a pretty solid option, I would stay away from Carson this week and make him prove that he's truly their feature back before you go ahead and use him again. Well, you saved me last week with your Garoppolo instead of a Dak Prescott, so you won the game for me. Uh, well, beautiful, <laughs> Mike. I'm glad it worked out, and thanks so much for the kind words. I truly do appreciate that. Uh, that, in some ways, makes it all worth it, waking up early on every Sunday morning to talk to all the listeners out there. Let's squeeze in one more before we hit the two-minute warning here. Let's try Dave in Tinley Park. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Very good. What's up? Uh, I got... A flex position opening. I got Devontae Parker or Kareem Hunt. 
Yeah, you know what? The Pits, the, the Pittsburgh defense has been very solid, and I haven't mentioned it, but uh, Devlin Duck Hodges back under center for the Steelers as the starter there. Um, I just wanted to mention that doesn't really apply to you, Dave, but uh, Devontae Parker for me over Kareem Hunt this week because the, the, the defensive matchup against the Steelers in Pittsburgh and still dealing with Nick Chubb a little bit. I like Devontae Parker in the PPR format, so I'd go ahead and use him over Kareem Hunt. This is your two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. All right, Fast and Furious here as we wrap things up on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Fred Hubner coming up next. Going to do a lot of football breakdown, no doubt. Maybe he'll sneak in a little bit of uh, hot stove action for you as well. But Eric Ostrowski, what do we have left? All right, on Twitter, John Frigg asked, non-standard, so I'm assuming that's PPR. He needs to start one. Kareem Hunt, Rashard Penny, or Benny Snell? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, use Rashad Penny. I think uh, he's probably in line for the biggest workload of... Well, Benny Snell actually will get the biggest workload, but I probably like Rashad Penny's upside. And there's a chance he could be the featured back. We can't say definitively, but I would use Penny over Snell because I'm concerned about the Steelers' offense. All right, this is a PPR question. Christian Kirk or Kyle Rudolph? Yeah, in the PPR, I, I talked about Ramsey early following Kirk. That does scare me. Um, but in the PPR format, I think there'll be enough volume for Christian Kirk to give you a bit of a safe floor. Probably at least safe for four to five catches, and maybe maybe he gets uh, he gets you a touchdown. I like Kirk over over Rudolph. At Euroboy24, Jonathan Williams or Shady McCoy in a PPR league? Euroboy, um, I would use Jonathan Williams. Uh, I talked about McCoy a lot today, but I also said that uh, the way Andy Reid's been using McCoy, he hasn't you know, really given you a whole lot of confidence to rely on him, and Jonathan Williams is clearly the number one guy for the Colts. Been very productive, so I would go ahead and use him against the Titans today. At Defoe Cub Life. I hope that's not a curse of some sort. Um, PPR, Darrell Williams, Darius Slayton, or Tevin Coleman? Yeah, I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Slayton. The I'm intrigued by Coleman, and especially in bad weather, that might be a spot. But, I, you know, the Ravens have just been on such a roll. So if, if things get out of hand for the 49ers, you could see them going away from Coleman. I like Slayton today a lot. I, I, I feel like the more I, more information I've given out there today, I've leaned on Slayton pretty heavily. So I think the matchup against the Packers, they've been tough. They've been, they haven't been great in the secondary. So let's wrap it up with that one. I'll go with Slayton for you over Tevin Coleman. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Back next week as it's the playoffs time in fantasy football. But don't go anywhere. Fred Hubner up next right here on ESPN 1000.